Hey everyone, Sean Montgomery here, along with Case Fitzsimmons. Hello. Uh, we're starting this new awesome football podcast um, that is going to be AFC West specific. And what better time to start it now than Super Bowl weekend? Mm-hmm. And with so many things going on in our division and all around the league, um, including the NFL honors, which I guess is our first topic tonight. We were kind of uh, just just looking over this. It's the sixth annual NFL honors. Sixth annual yeah. NFL honors. Yeah, it's still in the infant stages. It's still in the beginning stages. But someday when my five-year-old son is telling me about who won at the 50th, I'll be like, I remember when it was just the sixth. When it was just a bullshit award show, because <laughs> let's be, be honest, let's show. let's be honest, they had a Castro Edge, Clutch Performer of the Year, which I'm happy that Derek Carr won. But let's, I mean, they have Castro joining. I was like, it's like if you were a sponsor of the NFL. So like, so like, like where what happened with GoDaddy.com? Do they have a GoDaddy.com award for like best uh, player with his own website or something? Like I don't. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, the, the the NFL honors where they they actually award the MVP for Matt Ryan, who's probably like drinking like mimosas right now, getting ready for the Super Bowl, because it's a big party this week for the Super Bowl teams. Big party, big party. <coughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know, I'm happy Matt Ryan won. Uh, I am too. Matt Ryan has, you know, Matty Ice. He's been in the league for so long. He's been slinging it, kind of under the radar. Even, well, even this year with them dominating. Like all year long, no one really picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Well, can I? Okay, but before we move on, I agree with you 110. percent I, 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 okay. Listen, you know the fact that he was under the radar. I, you know, they. I've heard that a lot on on all the 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 the, the sports channels. I don't even know if if we can actually officially name them, but I'm gonna name them at ESPN, <laughs> NFL Network, um, and I'm not trying to hijack what they say, but the fact that you, you just said it, you said he kind of under the radar. I don't know if it's so much under the radar. The guy's nickname is Matty Ice. If you have a I cool, guess. if you have yeah. a cool nickname like Matty Ice, like wh- what do they call, um, what do they call um, the quarterback for the, for the Bengals? What's that quarterback's name? Uh, Dalton, Andy Dalton. They call him the red, red Ranger or something. Cause he's got red hair. So <laughs> like, that's not a cool name. Like they, they, they call him the red rifle. They call him the red rifle. That's his here. nickname. The red rifle. <laughs> The red. Oh, man. I, but my point is, is my point is, is that my point is, is Matty Ice. He's when you think of his name, what is the thing you think about? I personally think about college and drinking natural, natural light or whatever the beer I was. Mean, Matty I Ice. Ice Man from Top Gun. I just, I just imagine Val Kilmer topless like, every time I like hear it. Like chomping his teeth. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The NFL honors, but they also announced, which is um, a big, big deal. They also announced who's getting into the Hall of Fame and who's not getting into the Hall of Fame this year. You know, a little bit of background before we continue, because I don't think anybody knows at this point, but um, I am a huge Denver Broncos fan, and Case over here is a big uh, Raiders fan. So um, it's surprising we're friends, um, and it's surprising we can be here virtually doing this podcast. Um, In Sean's kitchen while his uh, girlfriend (laughs) eats eats (laughs) pasta or something behind us. Something. Um, Early beginnings, man. Yeah, it is. We're... yeah, it, it just to set the scene, I'm sitting in Sean's kitchen. Um, there's um, his computer. We're not actually in his kitchen. His computer setup is next to the kitchen, and he's got all this Broncos memorabilia in front of me, which is awesome for him. Yeah, um, it's been good. It's been a good couple of years, especially tonight. The wait is finally over. Terrell Davis got his due. 
Mm-hmm. He's finally in the Hall of Fame and he's after three years of being eligible. Do you think he's popping like um, some Excedrin right now because he still has migraines <laughs> from all those? <laughs> from I don't even think he remembers those Super Bowl He probably balls. doesn't remember. His wife probably says, oh, I remember when you played football. And he's like, I don't remember when I played football. because <laughs> I played football? My splitting migraines. <laughs> do you think he really had migraines or do you think he, do you think that was just like good, good falter for good storylines? Like when Kurt Warner had the bloody sock. I don't know. I and mean, it wasn't I, even blood. They turned out it wasn't even blood. It was like uh, it was like the injections they were giving him. I think he had migraines. I mean, the, if you look at the replays of that game, the dude's on the sidelines just in pain most yeah. of the time. I don't know if it was kind of like bad. my it's kind of like my married life. Just on the, <laughs> my wife's great, by the way. But I, I he had that look on his face like he had been hanging out with his kids and his wife all day long. <laughs> um, Oh, well, let's man. talk about the other people that got in. I have a list right here. So, um, Morton Anderson. I thought Morton Anderson, that's the same. Isn't that the name of the guy that's like an analyst on ESPN? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got to give a shout out to him because he's, he's, uh, he's a cancer survivor. So, he's doing oh, really good. Great. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, uh, Morton Anderson, he was a kicker from 82 to 2007, if you guys don't know who he is, because I didn't know who he was until I saw this list. Uh, he played for the Saints, Falcons, Giants. Chiefs and Vikings, Terrell Davis, um, who Sean just ah. stroked, <laughs> wet at the same time. Super uh, Bowl MVP. Kenny Easley, safety for Seahawks from 81 to 87. Uh, the okay. guy played for six years, and, he, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. getting in. That's okay. Jerry Jones, go figure. Jerry Jones yeah, got in. Yeah, I, I got more about Jerry Jones later, by the way. Yeah, so do I. Which I'd love to borrow some money from that guy, but I've got a, a big opinion about him. Jason Taylor, defensive end from uh, the Dolphins, the Washington uh, Redskins, and the Jets. Oh, okay. 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 He's a big deal. He was a yeah. good. He was he was a good defensive oh, absolutely. end. Absolutely, I remember Jason Taylor. Uh, sure. Ladanian Tomlinson, the running back, who everyone knows. LT. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for him, even though he played against us for many years. Yeah. And then Kurt Probably Warner. Years. He's no longer bagging groceries. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's awesome, man. Good for him. You know what? I, I gotta say, what I don't like about Kurt Warner is. It seems like he goes out of his way to not give props to quarterbacks. Have you ever seen his segments where he has his, like, top five quarterbacks of the week? No. And, like, Derek Carr will throw, like, 450 yards and no interceptions and, like, four touchdowns, but he'll still say that, like, Kirk Cousins was, like, ahead of Derek Carr because Kirk Cousins did it with, like, athlete's foot or something. Like, I don't – like, it's, like, almost like Kurt Warner goes out of his way to not give props. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's just my opinion. That doesn't mean it's true. That's, you know – yeah, but still. We're, I mean, we're not professionals, so I don't know if I even, I, I, you know, Kurt Warner would probably hear this and say, well, I bagged groceries. Did you ever bag groceries? And I'd be like, no, I never bagged groceries, but you did. So, And you also threw touchdowns, so good for you. <laughs> so that makes you an expert, um, which I guess it would make him an expert because he threw touchdowns professionally. Yeah. Um, but Jerry Jones got in. Didn't you have a beef because you feel that your owner should be in? Well, look, yeah. Um, you know, Pat Bolin has been eligible as well, and uh, my argument is is Pat Bolin has done just as much, if not more, than Jerry Jones to get the TV deals, um, to, to bring the AFC West, um, you know, to the NFL and to, to make that, to make it so huge that it is today, especially with the, the TV contracts. And a lot of people want to um, put props to Jerry Jones on that, but I think people kind of forget that Pat Bolin has quietly done just as much work um and to keep his team as one of the premier organizations in the league for so long um the guy is the guy i mean bless his heart is 
basically dying from Alzheimer's right now. He's he's on his last leg. He does he's like in and out of lucidity, and it's like Jerry Jones is obviously going to be around for a while. He's still in day to day operations. Like I mean, let's let's be honest, Jerry Jones. Throw the Pat Bowen a bone here, and let's get him in the hall before he goes. Um, and before he totally loses total lucidity, I could I I agree with you. I think that um, I mean Jerry Jones has been an owner since what like 1987, and Pat Boland he was he's he's owned the no I think Jerry Jones has only owned owned the uh, Dallas Cowboys since like 1987. No. Yeah, Google it, dude. Really? Google it. No, because I thought no, he's only he he bought the Dallas Cowboys in like 87 or 89, and Pat Boland's been running the show in Denver for for many years, right? Yeah, I mean, since for for quite a long time. I mean, I can't remember the year he required acquired the team. It wasn't at their inception in the '60s, but um, you know, it was right around the time that the big TV contracts were coming in. And I mean, I guess my like point that. is, is I was, I I was, I was a young, I was, I don't know, I was probably. I, let's see here. Let's see the. He's owned it for 25 years. So for 29. So 89. So okay. he's owned it for. So I was I was 13 years old when he bought the team. So I guess my point is, is I I didn't know who Pat Bolin was until the Broncos were relevant. Pat 80. 84. 84. So I mean a few so years he, longer. Yeah, a few years longer. But so. I mean he's he's a respectable. Well, look, I, I there's no doubt that Jerry Jones hasn't done great things for these league. I think that th- these are two of the top owners. Out of all of them, but I mean Jerry Jones. Here's my thing with Jerry Jones, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I, yeah, I, he's just got everyone in his pockets. No, listen. Continue. I think he does. I think on some level he does. And, and Sean and I have talked about this multiple times about Jerry Jones's influence on the NFL, which I'm not going to diss the guy because, like I said, hopefully one day he employs me. That'd be great. Um, um, I'm all about the money, Sean. I don't care who employs me. I'll work for Donald Trump, and I don't care. Um, no, I'm just I'm lying. Just keep listening. To our, I. Um, or a podcast. I yeah, will not on, work man. for Donald no. Trump. <laughs> Listen, here's the point. Here's my point. I'm getting to it. Uh, Jerry Jones is like, okay, ever since Roger Goodell pretty much told the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, that I'm going to go after your your young stallion and Tom Brady, it almost feels like Jerry Jones has taken the opportunity and stepped up and kind of, he's it's, it's he's kind of like his new best friend, I, the way I see it. And, I mean, we, we talked about this with, like, players being suspended and and you know, Hardy when he played for the Dallas Cowboys last year, right. the guy the guy pretty much you know beat the shit out of his girlfriend, and yeah. and and his suspension was a joke, yeah. and then he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys, but then here's you know uh, Alden Smith, who serves his suspension, does everything that he's asked to do, and even longer, and he's not in uh, uh, reenlisted to play. If he was a Dallas Cowboy, he'd be playing. So. Listen, Jerry Jones deserves it. He owned many Super Bowl teams. He he put together great teams. He had faith in Troy Aikman. He's essentially telling Tony Romo to go away. He, I mean, there's so many things about the guy. He deserves to be in, but I agree with you with with Pat Bowlen. He 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 also should be in. I, one other thing I wanted to point out though with these Hall of Fame guys that are getting in this yeah. year, <clears throat> I'm not a big. I was never a big 49ers fan. Even though I'm a Raiders fan, my family, uh, a bunch of 49er fans. I grew up in California, so that probably says it all. But how is how is uh, Terrell Owens not getting into the Hall of Fame? Like, how is it that this kicker that um, that I don't know played for? Okay, not the kicker. Let's look at this safety, Kenny Easley for the Seahawks. 
who 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 is that? I mean, listen, I'm I'm happy he's getting. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate him. Did you know who Kenny Easley was? If I said, "Yo, man, I just found this great poster of Kenny Easley um, <laughs> at this old sports store when I was looking for uh, Derek Carr rookie cards." I mean, I think you're gonna piss off a lot of Seahawks. That's fans fine. Right that's fine. Because, you know, that's okay. I'm but, okay with it. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think To just has a lot of bad press, and the owners have a grudge against him. For all of the antics that he pulled, that's my opinion. Okay. But w- what I don't understand is like, you know, he's a ratings king, and he's the reason why all of those rules were changed, so you cannot celebrate. Like he, that guy was ahead of his time. I watched the games that he played in to see what the fuck that guy was going to do next. Like yeah. I, I watched, <clears throat> and not just that, but it wasn't like, for instance, like my punter uh, uh, Marquette King, like the guy's a great punter. But, I mean, if he didn't do what he does, no one would know who he was. My point is, 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 is Terrell, Terrell Owens was actually talented. He was actually, yeah. he, was, he was a good wide receiver. Absolutely. Really, really good. So being that he was really, really good, and he's not getting in based off of the fact that these people that are voting, the, you know, the writers that are voting him in, didn't like how his antics were, didn't, didn't like how he handled himself. Yeah, when he was doing sit-ups, you know, in training camp for the reporters on the sidewalk in front of his house, that was a little bizarre. But the guy definitely deserves to get... Terrell Owens, if you're listening to this, I, Case Fitzsimmons, an Oakland Raiders fan, thinks that you should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think that you should have gotten in last year ahead of Marvin Harrison. That's who I think. That's what I think. That's my opinion. All right, so moving on to the rest of uh, the NFL honors... NFL Honors, yes. the sixth annual. <laughs> da, da, da. The sixth annual. I so wonder. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh. Dak Prescott. Mm mm mm. Yes. You do have thoughts. Okay, look. Here's my thoughts on it. It should have been Ezekiel Elliott. That's my true thought on it. And I, and and the reason why. Okay. I don't want to make this a long drawn out thing. I want you to be able to have an opinion about it. I think Dak Prescott was phenomenal this year. He he did exactly what was asked of him. They simpled, they simplified the offense for him. I'm not saying that it was easy because I couldn't do what he did. Um, Tony Romo's on the sideline, being all bunny eyed. He's got weird eyes. I don't want to jump top. Do you even notice Tony Romo's got like bunny eyes? It's kind of yeah. creepy. Um, Tony Romo definitely looks like a big stuffed animal that's yeah. like staring at you. When stuffed animals are good, like yeah. you want, you try to win them at carnivals. So yes. like good, someone's going to try and win Tony Romo here in the offseason. <laughs> It'll probably be the Broncos. And John Elway's going to be throwing balls. I can just see. Yeah, someone's trying to win Tony Romo. <laughs> okay, over some milk but I don't, I don't think it should have been Dak Prescott. I think, I think it should have been Ezekiel Elliott. And here's the reason why: Dak Prescott had a good year. He had some good stats. But the one stat that stands out for me with Ezekiel Elliott, and I, I researched this on the web, by the way, um, Ezekiel Elliott had um, almost 1,700 yards rushing. He was just under 200 yards away from hitting a rookie record for rushing. The guy had five fumbles, but only one of them was recovered by the other team. So as a rookie, to only have five fumbles and four of them come back to you to where it's like, okay, my bad, I won't do that again. He had five fumbles all year long and only lost one. That's a pretty phenomenal thing for a rookie running back. And Ezekiel Elliott went out there like a full-grown-ass man from day one and ran over people and hurtled over people and did phenomenal. And if he wasn't there... 
here's the next thing. If he wasn't there, would Dak Prescott have had the success that he had? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'll agree with you on this one because um, running back is my favorite position personally, but, but that bias aside, I mean, anytime you have a running back that rushes for 1,700 yards um, yeah. in a season – he took a lot of pressure off of your offense and defense for yeah. that matter. So, yeah, and the offensive line. It was. I think yeah. they should have given the offensive rookie of the year to the offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Best but, offensive line in the NFL, no doubt. But I think the thing is, is if Dak Prescott was picked number one overall, let's just say he was picked number one overall. Right. Do you think... I, like if he people wouldn't have put as much weight into what he was doing if he was picked number one overall. People would have been like, oh well, he was expected to do this. He was expected to be that good. He was he was expected to throw for that many yards. He was expected to have you know. And Dak Prescott, he he had some good numbers too. I think he only had four interceptions on twenty yeah. something touchdowns, threw for almost four thousand yards. I mean, he had a hell of a year. He wasn't throwing to scrubs either. I mean, he was throwing to some good wide receivers on that team. Oh. Yeah. Um, if he was throwing to his cornerbacks, they probably would have been shitty because their 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 secondary wasn't very good. Um, and I shouldn't talk because the Raiders' secondary wasn't very good this last season. But but with that said, in my opinion, it should have been Ezekiel Elliott, and I'll tell you why Ezekiel Elliott didn't win. Jerry Jones, I think it's all <laughs> a Jerry Jones cons- conspiracy, and here's why: If Dak Prescott wins the Offensive Rookie of the Year, does it make it that much easier to let Tony Romo walk? Because then it makes it look like, hey, man, you had to make that decision. You had to make that decision because not only did you have this fourth-round rookie come in and do as well as he did, now you have this fourth-round rookie that's blowing everyone's mind because he was picked in the fourth round. Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round. These guys were all football players, okay, first and foremost. And they're graded by idiots anyways. Let's be honest. You look back at all the mock drafts online, none of them are correct, except for maybe the first pick overall. None of them are really ever correct. So mock draft is exactly what it is. It's a guess. And the way I look at it is if Dak Prescott was picked number one, overall the number one player by the Dallas Cowboys, then they wouldn't look as he wouldn't, people wouldn't look at what he did as spectacular. They'd look at it as you were supposed to do that. That's my opinion. Perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know if it's a conspiracy. I think it's, I think everyone knows that Tony Romo is gone. It was just kind of written on the wall. It's been written on the wall. I mean, as soon as, they drafted Dak Prescott. It's kind of like, hey, we're looking towards the future. And then when Dak Prescott comes in and is like the greatest thing since sliced bread, um, yeah, dude, you got to go. That's how no, it yeah. Works. Oh, I mean, well, no, it is how it works. And I think the same thing happened to Bledsoe when Tom Brady did as well as he did. To Manning, even same you know? thing I mean, happened to Manning. They pushed him out of Indy because. Uh, well, it, 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 I I agree with got you. Luck. I mean, listen, what, what can you to, do? Okay, let's, all the luck is no Manning. Let's look at Tony Romo's career, okay? He's had a, a good career yeah. when he's healthy. Right. When he doesn't have, you know, some ailment that's keeping him from playing. Yeah, or some... Tony Romo... Distracting yeah, or he's going to the fucking Bahamas a week before. <laughs> like, it's like... Did, by the way, the Giants, they should have figured that out before they went to Miami a week before playing the Green Bay Packers. It's not like you guys were playing the Detroit Lions. You shouldn't have went to <laughs> Miami. Um, but, like, Tony Romo, good quarterback... Dallas Cowboy fans are fucking fanatics. They're nuts, so I don't want to get punched in the face at Whole Foods because I'm going to say this. But what has the guy really done? Like, I mean, other than, okay, you can stack all the numbers. You can stack all that stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, But but to me, you're graded off of performance, and consistent performance, and you're graded off of championships. I'm a huge Raiders fan, and I think Derek Carr is the future. And I think that 
15 years from now, we're going to be talking about him like he's like one of the best. But he hasn't done any of that yet. And at the end of the, his career, if he's got you know 75,000 yards, you know, throwing and you know very little interceptions, and he's did all these great things. Until you win the big one, no one gives two shits about what you did. And to me, Tony Romo, I think he fits the image of what we want our quarterbacks to be. You know what I mean? He's clean cut. He's yeah. well-spoken. He dates beautiful women. Um, and the beautiful women thing's a joke. But, like, he's everything you want. Like, does that make sense? Like, he's yeah. he's not Johnny Manziel. Right. I mean, I get that. Um, so it's easy to, in my opinion, think- he should have been gone when he... When he muffed that field goal kick, remember, like in his earliest career? Yeah, yeah. I think um, we'd be having a totally different conversation if Derek Carr didn't break his leg. I really think that mm. Derek Carr would be winning the MVP right now, um, simply because look what happened to the Raiders as soon as Derek Carr was gone. Oh like, yeah, dude. They, it was like they were just dead in the water. Okay, well, I, I have I have an opinion about that too. Which is does it surprise you that I have an opinion about that? <laughs> no, Derek not. Carr not only didn't he broke his leg and didn't win the MVP, he finished fourth in the voting with only six votes. That means wow. that means one of the six votes was probably his mom and his brother David. <laughs> so he let's be honest, he finished with four votes. I mean, obviously they don't vote in it. That's that's just me being silly. But but he finished with six votes. Sean, you brought up a very good point. When he when he hurt his baby finger, which was disgusting by the way when I, I don't know if you saw images of his finger all bent up oh yeah i remember yeah, that yeah I do. yeah when he hurt his finger he came out one series and matt mcgloin got blown up like he didn't even see the safety coming from the edge and just blew him up destroyed him and he fumbled it I, i'm pretty sure he fumbled it and carolina got the ball back and then they scored and i think that's the reason why the game kind of took a quick turn and carolina was able to get back into it then Derek carr came back into the game and the raiders won the game obviously khalil mack had that big interception ran it in for a touchdown there's a lot of other things that played into it it's a team and it's 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 not just Derek carr but just that one series you know i thought season's over and then he comes back in he plays with this broken finger He's very maverick about it. Doesn't tell anyone his finger's broken. Just keeps saying it's all right. People are talking smack about him because he's playing out of the shotgun. The guy played out of the shotgun the last few weeks of the season. Didn't have the best numbers, but played out of the shotgun and was killing it when he was doing well. And then he breaks his ankle. And I think Bruce Irvin said it. It was it was like they lost. They won the game, but they lost because they lost much more. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think you're 100% correct. Do I think they're going to do, do I think they'd be in the Super Bowl if he didn't get hurt? Probably not. The defense is a little suspect and there's a lot of things that need to change. And I think, but I think that it, you could have easily seen the Raiders and the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. And I think that, uh, I think that Derek Carr is a huge asset to the team. And the fact that he finished fourth, I don't even know who finished second and third. I'm assuming Tom Brady finished second. Yeah. And, f- Third, I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers because he came on hot. I don't know. I haven't looked at who, who second and yeah, third place was, but not fourth. Really sure. Yeah, that, I mean, like I said, if he didn't break his leg, it'd be a different conversation because no one really votes for this MVP stuff until the M- end of the season. Yeah. And so with him on the sidelines, I I think I still think a lot of people would have voted for him uh, over Matt Ryan. But knowing Matt Ryan was on a roll, and you know now they're in the Super Bowl. Oh, Matt Ryan definitely deserves it, but. But I guess it just goes back to the argument, and, and, and I don't want to hijack other people's opinions because, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard this before, but yeah. 
should the MVP really be based off of stats? No. I mean, come no, on. I mean, I, MVP is what it is. It's most valuable player. I think you really do have to think of it as someone like if you took this person away from the team, mm-hmm. how would that team perform without that? Yeah, and I think and the that's Falcons. That's what the most valuable player is. Um, and I think the Falcons, to, to not reference a segment that we're going to do at some point, the Falcons would have been hot garbage if Matt Ryan wasn't quarterbacking. I don't know who's their back. Who's the Falcons' backup quarterback? Oh man, I knew this just the other day because. Um, I mean, that's how good Matt Ryan is. You don't even know yeah. who the backup quarterback is. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, I uh, could Schaub. T- it's Schaub. Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub. Yeah. Is the backup? Matt Schaub is still. Well, they're man. they're very lucky yeah. that Matty Ice <laughs> stayed healthy because Matt know, Schaub. Dude, Kyle Shanahan made Matt Schaub look like a beast in the few years that he was. Uh, offensive coordinator down in Houston. So. But that was when Matt Schaub... Matt Schaub came to the Raiders and got beat out by Derek Carr as a rookie, so... Yeah. I mean, Matt, I think Matt Schaub's... I think Matt Schaub was wildly overpaid when he left Atlanta to oh. go to Texans. Oh, for sure. But the Texans are known for that. They're known for overpaying people for, for what they hope they're going to be. The Texans are just... <laughs> yeah, especially Brock Osweiler. How's yeah. that working out for you, boys? Yeah. You enjoying that... Uh, Seventeen million you're paying him next season. <laughs> Seventeen million a year. John yeah. Elway looks like a damn genius. Dude, they're paying this guy based off of hopes and dreams. Is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They're paying him based off of we're gonna give you a lot of money, and yeah. we pray to God you're gonna be good because you're six foot seven and you're Dude, you're you're a Adonis and you should be that good. Benched for Tom Savage. Yeah. Towards the end of the year. Yeah. And this is the second year in a row that this mm. is happening to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Nah, dude. Look at Brock Osweiler. Brent Osweiler, you just got to stop, dude. Osweiler, listen, listen. Save your money. Save every bit of the bonus money they gave you. And also speak with Kurt Warner because he's really good with uh, bagging groceries and he might have some really good advice. I don't think Brock Osweiler is going to have to buy groceries. I mean, he got a big fucking payday. Big payday. that's That's what's crazy to me these days is these guys come in the league and they're making so much money and they haven't even stepped, like, done anything listen, on the field yet. listen okay not a damn thing i'm okay i'm five foot ten i'm kind of athletic i can throw the ball pretty good the dude can box pretty well too i can throw the ball pretty good i'm about a little i'm probably a little bit smaller in stature than russell wilson any team in the nfl you can pay me eighty thousand dollars a year and i will come out there and fucking play my ass off and then if I do good and make the team, then we'll talk about more money. But the fact that these guys are paying $77, 72000000 million dollars for these players, like what did Tyrod Taylor get? Well, the what crazy they- thing is, is it's just like, you know, 35 of that was guaranteed in the first two years. That's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. I think... That's 35... No, man, what um, are you doing? The owner's that's name... Peyton Manning numbers. Yeah. The owner of the Texans is McNair, right? Or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, Bob McNair. I think no. it's McNair. Is it? Is it? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, it's but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny to not to you know because David Carr, Derek Carr's brother. I mean, listen, anyone who's associated with Derek Carr, you're gonna get such love from me, by the way, because I love Derek Carr, and I actually. I'm really fond of David Carr. I, I grew up in Fresno, so they both went to Fresno State, so I'm very fond of those guys, and I'm familiar with their college playing careers. Here's my thing with David Carr. I think the guy had everything it needed to be. He needed to be a professional quarterback, but the guy was sacked 70-plus times his rookie year. Ooh, when they built wow. that team, did they not? Who would they have, Who did they have as an offensive line? Like, who was their offensive line? 70-plus times his first year. After that, could you imagine anyone not being gun-shy? Yeah. Imagine taking sure. Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady, which I think he's 
if he wins tomorrow, arguably, arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. I know you probably have a different opinion because, no, you know, I you're respect Tom Brady. You okay, respect I don't respect. I don't like him. The guy's married like to his. Him, the guy's he... married to a supermodel. <laughs> he's worth over a hundred million dollars. He's pretty handsome. I mean, he's a quarterback. He's like the, the all American. Of course, guy. I of course I hate that fucking guy. Nah, I don't. Look, okay, look, I don't Anyways. hate him. But my point to it is, is this: if I even have a point with it, um, I think that David Carr had as much ability as any of these quarterbacks. But if you took Tom Brady, and this is an argument for later on podcast that we'll pick up. And put him on the Cleveland Browns at the start of his career, would we be talking about Tom Brady right now? I don't think we would be, and that's that's my God's honest truth. I think talent is talent, and I think that I think that it's you know if you're talented, you're talented. But I also believe it comes down to so much other stuff. It's like lightning in the bottle; you got to have it all at once. So I agree. I don't know Tom Brady. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Tom Brady would even agree with me if he got drafted to say at the time the Cincinnati Bengals. He probably wouldn't be where he's sitting right now. No, no way. No. But I did watch his documentary on the NFL Network, this little, like, documentary thing they did on him. I think it was called, like, Film Study or something. I don't remember what it was called, but it's pretty interesting. He cries. Tom Brady's a crier. Is he? He's very emotional. Yeah, he looks like did a Did you see him? Dog. Well, no, the other day at the, you know, the whole week press conference leading up, yeah. this little boy said, who's your hero? Yeah. And within, like... Three seconds, Tom Brady was in tears, and I'm not I'm not making fun of him because of that because it's his father, and I think that I mad respect for someone who's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I hate about the guy. The guy is so confident that he could cry on national television <laughs> and really be ups- uh, like emotional about it, and no one fucking blinks an eye. Yeah. But if like if, can no you could Josh you Norman. could you imagine <laughs> could you imagine if someone like punched me in the face and stole my wallet, and then the local news interviewed me and I was crying on the news? They'd be like, "Look at that bitch!" <laughs> but my wallet yeah, just got stolen. I got punched like in the face. Of course. Yeah. But Tom Brady, it's okay that if he cries. That's that's what I'm talking about. Tom, I respect you, but I hate you because you you can do you and Justin Timberlake. I hate you both. Well, I mean, because Justin Timberlake can do whatever fuck he wants. <laughs> he can. Justin Timberlake is the man. Um. Well, I guess to finish up NFL honors, um, really, well, really, the only other one we really need to talk about is Khalil Mack because I highly disagree with this. Oh, dude, um, come on, Von Miller. You, they can't give it to Von Miller every year. Dude, he's, he's not JJ Watt. Yeah, but like, you're, you, the Oakland defense was not even that great. But that's what I'm talking about. He was the only Broncos are still top four. Listen, if Von Miller would have gotten it, I wouldn't have disagreed, but. On the flip side of that, uh, Khalil Mack single-handedly changed games, like changed the outcome of so games. So Von Miller. We would have not have won Super Bowl 50 if Von Miller was but not the, on the field. But and are I you? Think there but been but a different outcome well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is if but Von Miller wasn't injured. Okay, hold on a second. So you're saying that you wouldn't have won Super Bowl 50 if Von Miller wasn't on the field, right? Absolutely. But. But w- w- are we given the defensive player award for last year? Or are we giving it for this year? No, I mean, look. Burned, bro. <laughs> I just I just dropped the mic on you. Uh, who had the most sacks? But though? that's what we just talked about. That it isn't about stats. It's about most valuable player on that team. Like I for instance, okay, that's what I I'm guess. saying. Like, I listen. I get your your loyalty to him. I get your loyalty. I get it. I see it. I think Von Miller's dope, dude. I mean, the guy wears well, once I again. Think Khalil Mack is dope too. No one's. I mean, Khalil Mack's numbers. Like, Vic Beasley had some monstrous numbers, dude. Vic Beasley of the Atlanta Falcons. He easily could have and maybe should have won, but I'm very happy that Khalil Mack won. I'm I'm a Raiders fan. I think it's great that he won. Yeah. 
But I mean, let's I mean, look. No, I mean, look. Vic Beasley. I think Vic Beasley. They're Be- both young players. They're both changing. Did Vic position. Vic I mean, Beasley did did Vic Beasley have seventeen sacks this year? Some craziness like yeah, that. Vic Beasley was a beast this year. I'll give you that. Well, listen. Um, you're Cleo Mack not only changing the way offensive lines and offensive uh, coordinators have to think about playing against them. The guy got all pro in two positions positions last year when no player has ever done that. Right. I mean, that's. Pretty, that's pretty phenomenal. Well, okay, so Vic Beasley had the most sacks Ooh. with uh, Von Miller close behind. Yeah. I mean, Khalil Mack is way far down on this list. I, I don't get it. That's that's just my opinion. No, no, I get that's it. That's my point. Like, look at look at the, the, the assists, the total tackles. He's okay, hold on more. a second. Von Miller's got more total tackles, more sacks. I mean, mm, look mm. at this, dude. I mean, look, I'll give you interceptions. Okay, okay how many inter- I'm just saying. Like, how many interceptions does Khalil Mack have? Okay, uh, let's well, let's just look at the numbers here, dude. You want to look at, uh, but see, you know what's here? It's crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. I is mean, they don't do they give him credit uh, for? You know, yards lost though. Uh, you, Khalil Mack did better with that, which is interesting. So that means he's got more tackles. But it's funny because I'm looking at these stats that you pulled up. Yeah. It doesn't show his touchdown that he's got because he had a touchdown. Uh, yeah, it does. It's right here at the end. Uh, no, I guess he didn't have. It doesn't show. His but touchdown. he he has a touchdown. Does. So are these statistics correct? It's a 2016 regular season, yeah. Yeah. What's going on, uh, statistics? What's going on, ESPN.com? Mm. <laughs> we're gonna, Shady. We're going to get sued because we're reading their numbers here. But your numbers are wrong, ESPN. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Check your math, dummies. But loyalty. Let's talk about loyalty. Anyways, Let's talk about what's, right, what's up. Right. What's, what's up with Marquette King? Pretty much French kissing uh, Akib Talib at the Pro Bowl when when your boy Talib rips the chain off of my boy Michael Crabtree and Marquette King is over there like hanging out with them. Did you guys all see this photo of? Did you see the photo? Uh, Akib Talib, first of all, that man is one of the most entertaining men in football today. Look at this. Here's. I, mean, the... I don't know if you saw after they won like the AFC Championship game and we're going to the Super Bowl. He was a blast. He's always, you know. But didn't didn't keep get in your face? He's, didn't he's one of those like Richard Sherman that just, but he's better than Richard Sherman because he actually backs up his talk. Look at this photo. Look at this photo. These two together. Marquette King's playing around with it. <laughs> Akeem Talib. Listen, I have no problem with what Akeem Talib did. If, I, if I'm even saying his name right, I don't have any problems with what he did to Michael Crabtree's chain because he not only did it, but he said he was gonna do it before the game. Yeah. So Michael Crabtree kind of played into it, you know. He right. like dared him, like pull my chain, bitch, do it, and he did it. So I, well, yeah. I, I give him respect. I give him respect for backing up what he said. Um, I still think it was kind of a punk move because these chains are expensive, and he first and foremost, you shouldn't be wearing a fucking gold chain well, on the football field. That's what that's the rule, though. It's like the guys with the dreads. If you can have the dreads, but they can pull on it if they. Yeah, want. it's like my There's mom no used. Rule against it. My mom used to tell me not to wear my good my good school shoes out to play. Right. And I would do it, and so they'd get, get up. and they'd get fucked up, and then I'd be crying because my shoes looked broke. Yeah. Look, dude, I'm not crying because Michael Crabtree broke one of his. Gold chains. Well, no, he didn't break ridiculous. it. Let's be honest, dude. Talib pulled it off his neck. Like, like the the only thing, the thing that would have made it better is if Talib would have pulled it off his neck and then like put it in his pocket and <laughs> took it. Then I'd be like, yo, not only did you break the dude's chain, but you actually took it. You, but I just, memento. but that's not even talking about. It. Like, Akeem Talib did his thing. He, you know, whatever. But um, but for Marquette King to be at the Pro Bowl, like. Walking around with this guy, m- mocking it like there's a picture of him mocking it. Um, I just I thought that was not very cool. I mean, 
Market King is getting paid $16 million to punt the football, which is phenomenal. <laughs> Good for you, sir. And that and, and and he's a great punter. He's now that that guy from Indy's retired, Market King's probably going to be the best punter in the league. But come on, dude. Like have some loyalty. You know what I mean? Like I can't even think of a scenario where that would be like if my best friend's wife cheated on him and then I went and had fucking wings with that dude that fucked my best friend's wife. God, I don't think it's that serious, dude. You're talking about a cheap gold chain. No, well, well, no, no. I highly doubt the chain is cheap. I'm just saying, like, okay, that would be like um, my friend's car getting broken into and his favorite uh, Dave Matthews CD being taken. And I'm having wings with the guy that broke into my friend's car. I don't know. I just put that out there because Dave Matthews is okay. Whatever. I'm just saying, like that's like that's like that's like Game of Thrones shit. Like what's what's Marquette King trying to do? It's a little bit of a betrayal. It's a little bit of a betrayal. Betrayal. Those guys were just having fun though. It was the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, I got opinions about the Chiefs. Yeah, we were just talking uh, crap about the Chiefs uh, over our break here. Um, but really quick, so Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl 51. Um, well, who's your pick? This is an easy pick. It's going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons are going to win. I like it. And why? I think you, you pointed on it earlier when you said uh, Matt Ryan under the radar. I think, I think that teams aren't taking – the Falcons as a legitimate threat because and, and and just people in general other teams whatever because they had that monstrous collapse last year they were killing it last year and then they collapsed halfway through the season um, but I think that they're forgetting a few things first and foremost their general manager worked for the Patriots for many years so he knows how they work he learned from the best let's be honest the Patriots are the best when it comes to this um, I think their player personnel guy also came from the Patriots, so he knows how to build a team. Um, other than them giving up five draft picks for Julio Jones, which ended up working out for him. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, the head coach, this is his third Super Bowl. He already He's already been to two with the Seattle Seahawks. Right. And he was the defense coordinator. So he was he was the, the darling of the coaching search a couple years ago. And he got the Atlanta Falcons job, and he's done a wonderful job with them, I think. I mean, their defense has two rookies playing on defense, and they're killing it right yeah. now. Well, so, I, think, I think you're also underestimating the offense, though, too. Kyle Shanahan, as a coordinator, has been up and coming in this league. And I say that maybe because the Shanahan name, and I'm biased. But um, obviously, he's going to get um, his chance to coach the Niners this year. But um, And I personally think the Broncos, I think you guys have a good head coach, but I think the Broncos really... Uh, we didn't they, want to wait. Well, I, I think, think I think Shanahan would have gotten the job had the Falcons lost. I th- I don't know. I think the Broncos should have waited because I think your team is in need, in my opinion, in need of a real good offensive mind. Yeah. And obviously, your old coach was an offensive minded coach, but he kind of tapped out because his health and everything. Yeah, he just wasn't. Um, I think that offensively, you've got two young quarterbacks, in uh, Simeon, and you've got um, Lynch, uh, Paxton Lynch. And both those guys are underdeveloped, and they need to yes. develop. And I think that to bring in an offensive – Grant, now listen, you guys did all right. You guys got your old de- offensive coordinator back, and you got my yeah. offensive coordinator as your quarterback coach. Yeah. So I think you'll be fine in yes. developing those guys. I just I, – I, okay, I guess at the end of the day – Look, I agree with you. I mean, I was just saying, like, Kyle Shanahan, his accomplishments this year, 
Um, and the past few years with, with Matt Ryan, I mean, he's made that offense look amazing. I think I definitely and, think that he's under his offenses. Yeah, and then that's why I agree with you that the Falcons are going to win because um, there are just too many weapons, you know? I mean, Telvin Coleman. Did Matty know? Ice throw, like, a touchdown to, like, 17 different receivers this year something or something like that? that. I, feel like I he think threw he threw a touchdown to himself, too. Yeah, I th- he threw, probably threw a touchdown to a cheerleader. Probably. He was like, hey, bitch, catch this. And she <laughs> caught mean, it, and she caught it, because Matty Ice just, just puts it, Matty you know. Ice, he, he puts it on target. Um, okay, so we both agree that I the mean, Falcons yeah, are going to. We, we both agree, I'm, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Patriot hater, but um, mm. I really think that the Falcons, mm. yeah, for some reason they've flown under the radar, but, but, no pun intended. But let's but, talk about the Patriots for a second and how Matt Matty Ice is throwing touchdowns to all these different people. I don't think Tom Brady even knows who who a starting wide receiver is going to be in a game. No. I mean, the, the guy cares. They, like do they do they just find these guys like at the Seven Eleven? Like, are they all like? Did, yes. Were they the bag ba- bag boys after Kurt Warner made it to the pros? Like, like <laughs> Kurt Warner was their scouting. Dude, uh, he dude the <laughs> AFC yeah he was just their <laughs> AFC championship the game. Uh, technically, the MVP of that game was a lacrosse player in college. The guy played like the only the only thing he really probably had going for him going to the NFL is he could run, which yeah. all these guys could run. Like, does that make sense? Like, it's funny to, to not change the subject here. The the Dimitri guy, the, the general manager of the Falcons. I read this article the other day, which was really interesting that he I think it was his first year as a general manager for the Falcons. I think it was maybe his first or second year or whatever. And he 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 told um, um, his old coach uh, Belichick that he was going to do what he did. He was going to give away a bunch of draft picks, and he was going to get Julio Jones. And Belichick said, I wouldn't do it. Actually, right. um, oh, Bel- yeah, you're right. yeah Bel- Belichick actually said, I wouldn't, I, I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. That's what he said. He said it's like that. You probably could barely hear, I, I wouldn't do it. Anyways, he, I, I personally think that he's got something wrong. I think he played football, and he's got a brain injury, uh, Belichick. But So anyways, Belichick told him I wouldn't do it because – I believe that wide receivers, their main goal is to catch the football, and that's it. Which kind of is like, kind of like a diss to wide receivers, you know? What I mean, just as long as they have hands and they can catch it, that's their main, that's their yeah. main job. But, but uh, the GM of the Falcons really took a gamble and, and went out and gave away the house and got arguably the fucking the, the dopest the wide receiver right now. The guy's a beast. You can't deny that he's the best. And what he's making the best is not only because he can catch the ball, but that he can catch the ball and then. And then yards after the catch is incredible. Right. right. So I think the Falcons are going to win mainly because they have to win. They have to win. The Tom Brady can't yeah. win a fifth Super Bowl. No. And not at least. I mean, he's got to win a fifth Super Bowl. The he's, Falcons haven't been there in so long. It'd be really nice to see them win. They've never all won. Of those players deserve it. Um, the coaching staff deserves it. The, the Atlanta uh, Falcons have never won a Super Bowl. Not that the Patriots don't, but come on, dudes, you guys have. So much hardware at this point. Let's be honest. That you Tom, open up your own Super Bowl ring store. Yeah. At this Tom, Tom Brady's going to win his for, fifth Super Bowl ring because he's probably going to play until he's 60. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, with and <clears throat> Belichick will eventually become like the brain in Ninja Turtles that goes inside that they, guy. They're going to have to, yeah. Like he's just going to. Vaguely, my son watches Ninja Turtles, well, so. <laughs> I know he's, but I know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. He's going to have to be a robot eventually. I think they should. Brain train. If somehow they can rename the the the, the Lombardi no Trophy chance. the Lombardi Trophy after him, oh God no! I mean I don't I I to this day I still don't understand why Lombardi got the name for the trophy. Like what did he? I think he was just the greatest coach back then at the time. I mean, like for his era when they when they yeah, wore I mean, padded helmet when they wore padded helmets. The 
and they invented the stiff arm. Did did he did he invent a stiff arm or something? Like, like it is kind of strange that it's still the Lombardi. Did you know? I don't think a lot of people know this, but Lombardi had a life after the Packers. He went to he was the coach for the Redskins. He coached the Redskins. Yeah, see, you didn't know that. Yeah, Lombardi left, or I don't know if he was fired. I think it was like something like back then. They're like. They're like, hey, we want to make a change. And he's like, listen here, see? Listen here. <laughs> That's how they talked back then, right? Listen, listen. You gotta go get them, boys. Listen here, see? Hey. We're a bunch of bruises, see? Yeah, yeah. We're a bunch of bruises, see? Hey, give me an apple cider. What I'm saying is, like, I listen, not to take, I know, me talking about the Lombardi Trophy and why it's called the Lombardi Trophy is, like, blasphemy on some level. It's like, it's like when people talk about, it's kind of like, when, it's kind of like when people say, like, it's the Second Amendment, you can't take away our guns, it's the Second Amendment. It was, it was written 7,000 years ago. I think Lombardi is one thing, because it's, you know, it's still kind of a recent trophy, if you think about it. Like, if you, it's only if 50 years. Ditch, like, dissing the Stanley Cup. Like, that's a problem. Well, I don't really watch hockey, so. Well, dude, I mean, that cup has been around since the 1800s. Though. No, I get it. They, there's a bunch of names in, engraved in it. My son just carved his my son just carved his name in our tree in the backyard. Oh, <laughs> so 100 years from now, someone's going to be like, someone's going to be like, that tree's important. I hope some hockey bruises are listening to this. And they're, Listen, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Um, where where I, I used to work, I won't mention any names, and then we'll get on to our final segment here. Yes. Where I used to work, a hockey player came in. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like one of the more popular hockey players. He came in with this beautiful, he was a Russian guy, go figure. And he came in with this beautiful Russian, beautiful Russian woman. I mean, I'm talking like this, this woman was diabolical. And this guy was just like a big meathead, like just like, just dumber than a bag of fucking rocks. And but but my point is he looked like he could murder everyone in the store like he he looked so I give hockey players their due in that regard that they are gnarly 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 animals and they are very talented and they're athletic but I've just never been a big hockey fan so I'm gonna say the same thing the most non hockey fans say I can't follow the puck what's what's going on you remember, do you remember, do you remember that one time when their fox was well, Fox was talking about like making the puck glow or something so fans can follow it. I would have been pissed about that, and I don't even watch hockey. But anyways, but you were gonna say but so. No, did you see though uh, the greatest thing ever to happen in hockey happened uh, just last weekend at the All Star Game? Uh, Justin Bieber got checks. Got checks. I did he see that. Real hard, and oh man, that was. I did see that. Fantastic. There are some things going right in the. Well, and Justin Bieber is also on that list with um, Tom Brady and Justin Timberlake that they just, they have like, I think they signed deals with the devil. Like, I think that on their deathbed, the devil's going to show up and be like, okay, you, you signed the contract. You're coming with me now. Because I mean, th- like, like there's so many people you can put on, like Oprah, she's on that list. Like, how did Oprah become as powerful as she became? And I know we're not, t- we're talking about football and sports here, but I mean, Justin Bieber, the guy has more money than anybody. Um, uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, they're all talented. I'll take Justin Bieber on the talent side and put him to the side a little bit. I know the Beliebers, whatever they're called, would probably murder me. <laughs> but, but I mean, these guys have everything. So I'm going to be a hater. It's all right. I think being a hater is natural. Yeah. It's okay to be a hater. Yeah. That's the thing, right? All right. So 
I think this brings us to what Conclusion. we're here to talk about, our, you know, the last segment of the podcast, but probably our most important because, uh, you know, I'm a huge Broncos fan, you're a huge Raiders fan, mm-hmm, AFC mm-hmm, West mm-hmm. Um, is very dear to us, and that's what we want this podcast to be focused on. So many podcasts and pundits and everything are so obsessed with the East Coast, I mm-hmm. feel like we get left in the dust sometimes, and I don't think that's fair, um, especially both of us living in L.A., uh, we now have two LA teams out here. There's so much going on on the West Coast um, that we need to talk about. Um, I guess to start off, um, since you're such a huge Raiders fan and all of this news is coming about lately, what do you think? Are are they going to end up in Oakland still, or are they going to move and hightail it to Vegas? Okay, so um, especially now that with these guys that are, um, you know, the Goldman Sachs and uh, the big casino owner that have backed out now of funding. What do you think? We could do an hour just off of my opinions about this. Yeah, I'm sure. And listen, I want to put this out there. Sean and I, neither one of us are experts, you know, in, in regards to what's considered a football expert. You know, all these guys that get paid on the NFL Network, um, those guys are the experts. At least they've been dubbed the experts. They, they have, they have, they get text messages from people um, telling them inside information. But I'll tell you, first and foremost, the NFL. Like I'm, I don't want. I live in Los Angeles. And I want to take my son to football games, but I, I'm happy the Raiders aren't coming to Los Angeles because I would have been tempted to take him to a Raiders game, and we would have been scared for our fucking life. <laughs> I took my kid to a Dodgers game, and I was like second guessing everyone that walked past us. I mean, LA fans are gnarly; um, they don't play fair; um, they take it too serious, too literal. Um, so I'm happy the Raiders aren't coming back to LA, even though I think the NFL fucked up big time. Out of all the teams that should have come back here, it should have been the Raiders. It's like over the next couple of years, let's be honest, the only time the Chargers or the Rams are going to be profitable is when the Raiders come to town. True. Because the, the L.A. fan base is so huge when well, it comes to the Raiders. So that I, actually brings me to my, to my next point, but before we move on. But I don't think, I don't think the Raiders are moving to Vegas. You think they're going to stay? No, I don't think they're going to move to Vegas. And, and, and I guess the reason why I don't think they're going to move to Vegas is I think that Mark Davis – was one of those guys that thought he was the smartest man in the room and he used people in Vegas to like to play against Oakland but yeah. I think he also used them that I don't know the guy's name Adelson or whatever his name is the the right. yeah, the, the casino he mogul he guy. used him for his connections with with the city and, and the state and all these councilmen that Mark Davis I mean Mark Davis first and foremost needs to get a new fucking haircut Let's be honest. The guy, the guy's got. I know I'm not the first person to say that, so I don't want to try to take credit for being funny about that. The guy's got a crazy haircut. He's got this crazy bowl cut, but I, I don't think he had the connections. And I think what it came down to is he needed a way into Vegas. I think deep down inside, he wants to conquer that market, like like that beautiful girl in high school that you just wanted to have sex with. Like he wanted to conquer that market and he dreamed about it, but I think that he pissed off too many people. And I think that even if he does get someone to come in and say, we're going to give you the $650 million you need to build your stadium. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. And lastly on this, why do they need 900, $1.9 billion to build a stadium? The, the Niners built their stadium for like 1.3 billion. So why is it? We need six more billion. I, the, the, I don't get the, it. The whole thing with the stadiums is just ridiculous to me. I mean, at some point, the public should pay for some of it because, you know, it's not just used for football games, and it does employ a lot of people. It brings a lot of money to the cities, but um, I just think it's ridiculous how much they spend on these things, and yeah, why, why that big? Why? Especially in a market that 
isn't going to succeed. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be cool for a while, but eventually it'll just become like like part of vacation giveaways because I think, they, they won't have any fans in this. I place. think the team should stay where they're at. Yeah. Um, I get why the Rams left. I um, mean, Stan Kroenke, the guy, he's he's the Monopoly guy. I mean, he's he is. He he just bought a plot of land in Texas that square miles wise is bigger than Los Angeles. I mean, he owns he owns a town in Texas, essentially. A big, he owns more land in Texas bigger bigger than Los Angeles. And I remember my wife goes, my wife says, "Why would he why would he do that?" And I'm like, "Because 100 years from now, he he's going to own Stan Crunkyville. I mean, like the guys that's where he's the monopoly guy. So I get why he moved here because it was money, but the Chargers moving to LA makes no sense well, yeah. to me. That, yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to talk about exactly. Great segue is that um, I don't think anybody expected the Chargers to come. I think I, I think it was one of those things where uh, they really thought that a stadium would work out down there. I don't think anybody really wants them to leave, but for mm, whatever reason, mm. you know, the people just don't want to spend that kind of money mm. on a stadium. Well, I, I, uh, and the NFL doesn't want them here. I mean, are you kidding me? They, no, they just got the Rams here. They're they're looking at all of this revenue, and now it's going to be split. Well, that's why that's why I said the the NFL made a big mistake. Yeah. They should have approved the Raiders to come. Yes. Because at least then there would have been revenue, and there would have been a fan base. But the reason you want to know why the Raiders didn't come, if the Raiders, if they would have approved the Raiders to come, um, the Rams would have become the LA Clippers, and they want the Rams to be the LA Lakers of football. Meaning, right. meaning the Rams would have been second. Exactly. The Rams would have been the Rams would have been second fiddle in their own stadium. And they didn't want that. I think that they knew that. So they were smart in that regard. But what they did is they brought in. Okay, first and foremost, the Spanos family knew 110 percent last year when they were given the green light to come to L.A. They knew they were coming to L.A. They just did the whole fucking posturing bullshit for a year. Secondly, uh, I have two older brothers who grew up in San Diego, courtesy of their mother. Uh, you know, I did a little too much information, but we have different mothers. My dad was kind of a tomcat. Had a couple wives. Um, but my two older brothers are from San Diego. And they said, and this is just their opinion telling me what they what they thought, is that the San Diego community hates the Spanos family as a family. That's what I was told. And then, because I asked them, I said, well, why, why wouldn't they approve the hotel tax? It wouldn't have hit the city at all. It would have affected guys like me, guys like you, that went down to take their kids to the San Diego Zoo or Comic Con or whatever you were going down there for. And I would be paying 13 extra dollars a night for my hotel room, which I totally would have paid. It's not a big deal. If you want to go to San Diego, 13 extra dollars a night is not a big deal. Um, and uh, the community voted against taxing visitors so they they were going to build this wonderful stadium that they would have held future comic cons in they would have had future events in it would have been great they were supposed to build it by where the padres play um it was going to be a great new stadium and this and the community voted against taxing visitors so no money was coming at all from the pockets of the of the residents of san diego and they voted against it because They hate the Spanos family. Wow. That's all hearsay, and that's what I was told. I don't live in San Diego, so I don't know. And I'm sure the Spanos family are wonderful. I'm sure they eat quiche and all that expensive food, and they dress really nice. Well, there's two things that I know about this whole situation. Is One, I know that Chargers fans, are they love their team. They really do. Um, and especially the San Diego locals. So it, it's kind of a bum deal for them. Uh, but the second thing I will say is, dude, your stadium was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. That thing, I've been there twice last year, and it was just, it's literally 
it's just awful. The no, it's a it's a horrible it's just, city. It's uncomfortable. It feels like I'm in the seventies. Your giant screen, quote unquote, is as small as my living room television. Like you guys really should have voted a yes on that. Yeah, and like I said, it wasn't gonna affect the city of San Diego. Here's my thing with the Chargers. Um, first and foremost, they if they're moving to LA, which they are, they should rebrand. They really should. It that would be yeah. like that would be like my wife leaving me for a more handsome, richer guy, which I mean, wouldn't be yeah. hard. And Everyone and her, and her keeping my last name. <laughs> you're you're Everyone with some other guy happy. and you're keeping my last name. Yeah, exactly. Everyone was happy with the Rams coming back because it made sense. Like, well, they they were in they were LA. Here, LA. They were here in LA and then they left and everyone was pissed and then they came back and yay, yeah. they're back and so yeah, it's it's weird that the Chargers are coming here. Mm-hmm. And especially keeping it the Chargers. And then they did that horrible announcement where they just copied the Dodgers logo. Yeah. And that's like you don't piss off. I, I went to I went to I went to a Raiders Chargers game. This is how this is okay, they love their they love their football. They love their Chargers. Yeah. They were there for like yeah. what, fifty five years. But here's here's how much they love their football. And this is me taking a dig at you Charger fans because I'm a Raiders fan. So so listen up. I went to a Raider game um, and Charger game probably about 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago. And um, it was Chargers and Raiders. There were more Raider fans in the stands than there were Charger fans, which is not a surprise. It happens every year. They talk about every year how, how many Raider fans yeah, are there. We, we call it uh, uh, Mile High West. Yeah, and there were so many Raider fans there. And Raider fans are crazy that – in a section not too far from where my brothers and I were sitting, a fight broke out amongst Raider fans. So Raider fans were fighting Raider fans. And then the security came and broke up the fight, hauled away all the, the, the cholos and the thugs that were fighting. And then their girlfriends started fighting each other. They, left, they took the boyfriends away that were fighting, and they left the girlfriends. And then the girlfriends started fighting each other. My point to it is, is... The whole stadium was not watching the football game. They actually put the fight on their jumbo screen, whatever monitor they have, and I and people were more in tune to the fight happening. So, I, in my opinion, I think of the Charger fans. If you didn't want to step up and and build a new beautiful stadium that would have given your community jobs and would have given your community much more than just a football team, and you were gonna tax the visitors of San Diego, if you couldn't step up and vote, and I'll be honest with you, I think that people just didn't, they were tired of hearing about it, so they didn't want to go out and vote for it. So I don't think they had, a, does that make sense? They didn't have quality votes. It's kind of like, right. you know, people that are complaining about Trump being president, which I agree with them, but just get out and vote and you wouldn't be complaining right now. Right. People didn't vote for it and they should have. And I think they should rebrand the Chargers. I really do. They, yeah. I mean, I know that people are like, no, they should stay the Chargers because of Philip Rivers, no, Philip Rivers is the quarterback. He's going to be leaving in a few years. Rebrand them, name them something else. Uh, you know, the, the LA Bolts or something. You know, give them a different name. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree. It's it's really really strange. This next coming season is going to be very exciting, and that's why I'm excited to start this podcast now um, ahead of this off season because there's going to be so much going on. Yeah. Um, especially even with the Broncos. I mean, we have uh, almost $40 million in cap space, two young quarterbacks, mm-hmm. um, rumors surrounding Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. We obviously have one of the best defenses. There's no doubt about it. New coaching staff, which I'm pretty <coughs> excited about. I agree. I wish we could have gotten Kyle Shanahan. We talked yeah. about that earlier. Um, but And then, you know, the Raiders, you guys are trucking along. Yeah, Probably I think. some new offensive coaching staff, it sounds like. Yeah. I think I think I think um, the Raiders' defense is going to come along. It takes it takes time to gel. It's not yeah. like, you know, it's not like it's just going to happen overnight. I think people expect too much right away. 
and you guys were there. I mean, if, if mm-hmm. Carr didn't break his leg, yeah. you guys were in. I mean, we were going to be all right. I think we would have. I think that the Raiders most definitely would have gotten a first round bye and not the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs because we probably yeah. would have went into Bronco to Denver the following week and beat y'all. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I called it at the beginning of this season, and I think you should give me credit where credit is due. Is mm-hmm. I did say that the Raiders were going to win the division. Um, I thought that the Broncos were going to be the team to get the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of bummed that we. Mm. That, that you guys kind of against Kansas City was make or break. That was and Kansas could, City to all you uh, fans out there. Uh, kudos to you. I mean, you guys put together a fantastic team this year, and we're just dominant throughout. And that game was wow, one of the best games this season, I think, um, in all of football, let alone in our rivalry. And uh, but, but can, can it I was make or break? Can I can I say something about the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, I mean, they own the Raiders. Let's be honest. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But this is my problem with the Kansas City Chiefs. They're already I, I read an article that that um that they're that um Andy Reid is shopping Alex Smith around for a trade. Yeah, I heard that um I actually heard that Kansas City is in the lead for the Romo sweepstakes. Like that's crazy to me. Like what has Alex Smith done? Like, what did he do in in San Francisco? Poor Alex Smith. Like, what Alex Smith? What did you do? Did he go in there and like, did he like steal lunches out of the break room refrigerator or something? Like, what did he do? Like, he was in he was drafted number one overall. Yeah. He was benched essentially for Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Which let's be honest, Colin Kaepernick, great athlete, not a very good quarterback. Um, and this is just a regular guy's opinion. But Steve Alex Bo. Alex Smith, oh well, he's yeah, he's a lot better than Tebow. <laughs> hey, listen, I could talk all day long about how Tebow should have been a fullback or a tight end; he'd still be playing oh, today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, but here, I think Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith gets a raw deal. I think the whole when people call him when people call him a, a, a manager of the game, so to speak, like I wouldn't find offense in that uh, if I was a quarterback. No. And it's like you don't you want someone that doesn't fuck up? Like you want someone yeah. to go in there and. So, and listen, wherever Alex Smith lands, I hope he lands somewhere where he can be successful if they do indeed trade him. If I was Alex Smith, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, you know what, man? Yeah, I mean, Alex Smith has done a great job these past <clears> few <throat> years of just managing the game, like you said. And uh, I think it's he's getting a bum deal. And are you really getting an upgrade in Tony Romo? I mean, well, dude, here's the thing with Tony Romo. In week five? The guy, here's the thing with Tony Romo. Like, again, like I said earlier, what has he done? I, I'm not. I'm not taking away any of his talents or anything he's done. He's he's a good quarterback, but you're gonna bring in a guy who who hasn't hasn't really he hasn't. It's like when it's like when the the, the Texans got rid of David Carr and brought in Schaub. Like, what did Schaub prove to you that David? Like, sometimes I think consistency matters. You know what I mean? And I think that. And I'm I'm disappointed that the Raiders got rid of. Um, our offensive coordinator, and they let him walk to the Broncos. You know what I mean? Like, everything's staying in-house yeah. on the West Coast, by the way. Like, we got the Chargers defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's like they're all, we're all swapping wives. It's a carousel, man. We're all, we, and we did that not too long ago. Cause yeah. Because everyone left the Broncos for greener pastures, yeah. and then you're all coming back. Yeah. Which I'm really happy that we got McCoy back. Well, I look at I look at McCoy. He's a great coordinator. I look at McCoy. Like, McCoy to me is like that 18-year-old that told his parents – I'm going to live on my own. You know, yeah. I got a job now. I'm going to get my own apartment. And then like nine months later, moves back in He's with mom Josh and dad. McDaniels. He's Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Except he didn't completely it, 
like obliterated and and I could and I could see I could see like uh, McCoy like he went back to John Elway and was like Papa Papa I'm I'm really sorry Um, I'm hungry Um, does mom still buy those hot pockets I like you're carrying my briefcase for the rest of the and then John Elway, like a father, was like, I told you, son, it's hard out there. You should have listened to me. And, yes, you can move back in with your mother and I, but you better listen to our rules. And then in a few years, you're going to be mature enough to coach an NFL team again. And then he's yeah. going to leave and try and coach an NFL team. Yeah. And I think that – I think I think he was a good – Hey, listen, I thought McCoy was – I I mean, I didn't think he was a great coach I for the Chargers. I don't know what you guys are doing with your personnel, man. You've never surrounded Rivers with anything. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like he had Ladainian Tomlinson, and that was it. And then you guys didn't even come up with an answer once LT left. Like, yeah. I just don't. It's, well, it's the Spano span. It's the span. Maybe that's, that's why. Exactly maybe that's it. what it is. That's, that's the thing. Is like, it, it, at that point, it boils down to ownership. And are you going to spend the money? I mean, it's like me being from Chicago. I'm a Cubs fan. The Cubs didn't want to spend the money forever because they were filling the seats. Who cares? It takes somebody to come in that cleans house that says, look. We're going to win, and this is what it's going to take. And when you have a guy like Phillip Rivers, dude, I, I would beg for Phillip Rivers on the Broncos right now, even with Simeon and Lynch. And I think Rivers is a crybaby, but the guy can ball. Listen, and, uh, Rivers is a Catholic, sir. Watch your mouth. Oh, crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's... But seriously, I, I just think that it, it's the Chargers, they, they dug their own grave by not surrounding anyone with talent. Maybe it's McCoy's fault for not making the personnel moves. I don't really know how that. No, works. I mean I think no. that I think that when right. it comes to when you have teams like uh, okay, let's look at the let's use the Raiders for an example. Yeah. The Raiders had Al Davis before he passed away for many years, and he was the GM and the owner, um, very much Jerry Jones, right? Yeah. And um, and Jerry Jones, he's not afraid to spend money, and he knows he's a little bit a little bit smarter when it comes to his. I mean, I, I mean, Al Davis was pretty smart, but I mean, Al Davis towards the end of his career was just paying guys that used to be good for their names and everything. Um, I read an, I read an article that uh, Deion Sanders actually almost signed with the Raiders because uh, they were offering him a shit ton of money. Whoa! Um, but wow. he, yeah, crazy. And then, uh, but okay, and Marcellus Wiley, I, I, he he was a Charger and he almost signed with the Raiders, but he ended up signing with the Chargers, whatever. But. But I think the the thing is, is when you have a general manager, it's like kind of like the thing that's happening in Denver with Shanahan or in San Francisco with Shanahan going to San Francisco. They hired um, um, who's that guy they hired as their GM, the Niners, the, um, John Lynch. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's crazy, right? But I think they hired Lynch because Lynch isn't going to come in there like a know-it-all. He's just going to come in and he's going to bring his knowledge and his expertise of playing the game of football and understanding the game of football. And he's just going to come in there and not make waves. Now, if you had someone like Bill Polian, someone who who was the GM of the Colts, and you bring him in, he's going to be like, I'm not going to let some fucking snot-nosed 30-year-old coach tell me how to run a team. I think Lynch and Shanahan are going to do it together. And I think that that's a good experiment. I think it's – we're not talking about the Niners here, but I think that that's that's the problem with the Chargers. It's a little weird. It's not like John Lynch was like John Elway. Yeah. Elway, well, John Elway didn't he? Didn't he? Doesn't he own? Didn't he own like an arena football arena, team? He and an arena football team with Pat Bowen, but he also owned several other businesses, including um, car dealerships, etc. Um, before he got into something like this, John Lynch. I don't. I don't know what your business I, background is. Is it John Lynch? Is that his name, John Lynch? Yeah, John Lynch, dude. I love him because he was a Bronco safety for a while there. He was. And um, 
Rams. So I'm sure you know it's so weird. Yeah, it's John Lynch. The Broncos or the but but Patriots. I was getting <laughs> what I was getting to to is is I think that's the problem with the Chargers is they need a general manager and a coach that can work together. That was the problem with the Niners too. Is like Harbaugh and the old coach Balky or the old GM for the Niners. They couldn't work together, and they right. chose Balky over Harbaugh, which they were fucking stupid. Yeah, and then they realized it, and then now they fired Balky. Dude, I'd let John Harbaugh manage my fucking finances. That's yeah. how much that guy is good a head coach. I mean, I mean, the guy made Colin Kaepernick look like a saint. Be- I don't. Yeah. Like I don't. But I don't. I, I don't but I think that's the, the Chargers. Are doing. I think they're drunk. I think, but they're that's having way too much wine up there in Napa Valley. Yeah. But that's, but that's the Chargers' problem. I really do. I don't think it was McCoy. I think it was the fact that oh, you're right. They, they, they didn't they give him the tools. And listen, Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback. He's yeah. a good – but on a I side note, does he – Does he throws the ball kind of weird. The freaking Chiefs even surrounded themselves with players that could get them there. Like, come on, man. Yeah. We all know that the Chiefs are going to fall off next year. Mm. Uh, the Broncos will hopefully be better because we'll have an offense maybe. Mm. Um and the Raiders are going to be the class of the division, in my opinion. I don't see yeah. any other reason why not to think that the Raiders are going to win the division again. The Raiders are a team now the free agents want to go to. I guarantee yeah. you we're going to have I – mean, they got to they got to pay Derek Carr, which Del we'll talk about. Is, is a decent coach. I mean, yeah. uh, it's just a matter of getting those pieces, and yeah. you have most of them already. Yeah. So. I think I think uh, I think that they signed Derek Carr. They franchise tag Khalil Mack after next year, and we'll be good for a while. Yeah. We'll have some money. I, listen, what's the, smart is like the Broncos. We're only paying our quarterbacks like what I think, like they, a couple hundred grand. I think for you're both of them. Yeah, you're paying like a couple hundred grand and some so, some yeah. free free lunches. Yeah, exactly. Like it's and better. They still have to carry someone's pads. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't think I to end. I, I guess to end this, I don't think. Um, I don't think the Broncos should go out and get Tony Romo. No, I, I've been on the fence about it. I would like, I would have loved to see it, but if it was going to happen, they should have made it happen this year. I don't think, I don't, I don't think he's a win now quarterback. Uh, no, he's not. And we already proved we can win with Trevor Simeon. And I think Paxton Lynch, um, if not this year, the following year will be our starter, and he will be blowing up. You know season. who? You know who I think is a win now. Honestly, and all, and this is people are going to think that I'm crazy for saying this because he had a. He had a hot garbage year. Um, I think a win now quarterback for you guys, if you can go out and get him and he can win the starting job, is Fitzpatrick. I think yeah, with the right he's offense. Been rumored for a few years. Bro. But I think I think honestly, like listen, I don't think of him as like an elite quarterback. I don't think he's even close to an elite quarterback. I think the Red Rifle Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. But I think I think that Fitzpatrick, I think that he's got a little bit more. Um, He's got the same ability as Romo, and he's going to stay healthy. I just think that Tony – I don't think Tony Romo's going to stay healthy. I, I think no. Tony – did you see the, 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 the hit that he took in preseason that, that, yeah. that made him injured? I mean, he yeah. just got crunched by an off a defensive lineman. Romo's smart, he'd, he'd hang it up right now. He'd I think he should – I think he'd just go into coaching or managing. I think it was Starbuck Star, – Star, Starbuck? I always say his name wrong. Starbucks. <laughs> Roger <laughs> Starbucks. Um he um he said that Romo should be a player coach, and I agree with yeah. that. Keep some. I think he should just do it now. Like, keep some pads on him, and yeah, Jerry Jones make loves him. Make yeah, him keep on the team. I will. I I will end on one prediction, and I want to get this recorded so people oh. so people know that I said it first. This is All what right, I think is going to happen, and it's with go. the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to move to LA. I think the Spanos family is then going to sell the Chargers, like the Rams sold to Stan Kroenke. And I think that the person who buys the Chargers is going to be a hero and move them back to San Diego someday. That's my prediction. That's why I don't think that the league wants to put a team in San Diego just yet 
because they think they want like the Raiders. The Raiders are going to San Diego, and then I think that would be the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. But if if that prediction doesn't come to fruition, I think I think the Chargers should rebrand so the city can have their team back, and then someone can come in, a new owner, and bring a team back to San Diego, say ten years from now when we add a few more teams, and then they can call them the Chargers. I don't think it's fair to the city, even I though the city voted against that really awesome thing to get money. Yeah. I think the Chargers should just move to Canada and be a part of the CFL. Mm. Philip Rivers does throw the ball like a girl. <laughs> he does. He it's tries. weird. He tries to. Have you noticed how weird he throws the football? He, I mean, I mean he's yeah. a G, dude. He's a stud. Watching him, like, for he lo- a long it, time he looks like he just pushes it out of his hand. Yeah. It's really bizarre. But he's, he's a weird dude. But listen, he's he's in L.A. now. So if I run into him, say, at like a yogurt shop, I'll be like, oh, Philip Rivers, you're awesome. I won't tell him what I really think about him. Yeah. Not in person, at least. Cause I, he's, mean, I respect the guy, but uh, at the same time, I'm a Broncos fan. So mm. I don't feel good about it. Ooh. <laughs> Can't believe you're talking about a Catholic like that, sir. Oh, no. Mm. So anyways, well, the, I, you he's know, got, I, he, did you know he's got like nine kids? Philip How? Yeah, Philip Rivers has nine kids. Oh, no. Does he, how does he find time to play football? He's just impregnating his wife all the time. How does that even? He's got nine kids. Philip Rivers, because he's no, he's he he lives in he lives in San Diego. I think he does have a farm. To be honest with you, that's <laughs> I think he does. Like, cause he's he's a southern boy, but he's got nine kids. His poor wife. Like he walks in the house and she just gets pregnant. She like, how do you? Nine kids. Rivers, That's nine. incredible, man. Oh, Philip, get it, boy. Get it. Go. Get some of that impregnation, he's got, he's sir. Trying to get eleven so he can have a starter. I think he's got. Look, look, hold on, before before we stop recording here, let me just Google how many kids, how many kids Philip Rivers has. Um, if we had a producer, they'd already be able to tell me this right now. Um, <laughs> and I haven't. We literally Google stuff as we're like. Yeah, that's how we. That's that's how we do our podcast. Yeah. It's very off the cuff. Yeah, we're like I said, man. We're podcast, I really hope you guys enjoyed. We're definitely going to be AFC West centric, so tune in. And here. we need a name. We need we a name. To talk about any of the East Coast teams more than what we've done tonight. So uh, this is all okay. about AFC West. We want to hear from you guys: Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos fans, and uh, Casey's got the stat here for you. Right so, so <laughs> Philip Rivers: one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven. I know you guys probably thought I wasn't going to stop counting. So, Phil, I was wrong. Correction. Philip Rivers has seven children. Lucky number seven. He's got five daughters and two sons. Oh. Those poor boys. They're getting their asses kicked yeah, daily. Yeah, wow. At least they'll be tough, maybe. maybe. Listen. They'll either be tough or, like, extremely broken by listen, the time they're adults. Philip, like broken, broken men. Philip Rivers, I have two children, um, and I have a hard time getting out of the house to go to Target. Like without giving up, like throwing in the towel. I'm like, yeah. fuck it, we're not leaving the house. We're staying in because it's really difficult to manage multiple kids. So I give you and your wife uh, mad props for having seven children. God bless you, and that's crazy. Like, how does he find time to play football? It's impressive. It is impressive. It's impressive. Okay. I, I hope you like you spend time with him though, bro. I'm sure he does, dude. He's a he's a Catholic. Yeah. He's a Catholic. He's a religious guy. It's a good guy. He, the Christmas is a he's and he's a millionaire. Can you imagine having seven kids and not having all his money? Yeah, dude, I'm look at I'm so broke. I'm so look at I'm so I have two kids and I'm so broke that if I went back in time to the '80s, someone in the '80s would laugh at me for being how broke I am. <laughs> and times are much different. Like, oh, 
the cost of living is in, in the amount of money that we get I'm, paid I'm nowadays. Is it. I'm tired right now. I'm I'm exhausted. You know what I think about when I wake up in the morning? The first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning is when I'm gonna go back to sleep. That's <laughs> oh my god. That's how tired I am. So sad. I wake up so tired. If I had a time machine, I'd go back in time and go back to sleep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't go back in time and like touch Marilyn Monroe's tits or anything, or like, or like, or do something or like, like or do. <laughs> No, dude. That's a bigger topic. Can you imagine if you went back in time and saved one of those guys, how how different it would be now? Dude, we saved Kennedy a lot different. We probably know about the aliens already. Mm, mm. (laughs) Well, we almost knew about the aliens when Hillary Clinton almost won. Because her guy guy said that they would divulge any information if there were any kind of Area 52 or whatever that place is called. Damn, Area 51. Is Area 51? It's in the desert. and. That's where they keep all the alien spaceships. I hear that that's like the, that's the side theory though. There's a third theory. What's the third theory? Oh, dude. Come on, I want to hear it. I actually don't even know what the third theory is. Is the third theory that Roger Goodell is an alien? It's probably the, yeah, probably that the aliens are already here. Mm. That Tom Brady's an alien? Yeah. He was drafted in the sixth round. He was, he was built like a high schooler and he still made it. I just think it's Bill Belichick, man. I think he's got like some, uh, some potion. Or some uh, like he's doing some some creepy underground lab stuff. Look at Bill Belichick. DNA. Bill Belichick is a great coach, and the Patriots had uh, have had a lot of success. And it's great because I'm I'm actually witnessing it. It's happen- like you know when you hear about things that happened back in the yeah, Lombardi days. And you're I like, was thinking about that too. It's like, the, like we're really witnessing it. But you know, here's the thing. We're, we're witnessing the greatest. And I know that Bostonians would say it's old news. Like get over it, get over it, get in your car, drive home. Go to the park and shoot yourself in the head. Get over it, cause Tom Brady. Listen, um, listen. They had Deflate Gate. They had you know underflating balls, which most quarterbacks fuck with the footballs. Let's be honest. Um, they had Spygate. That right there alone, Spygate to me, like nullified any success they had up to that point. I mean, the fact that they were recording people's practice. And th- listen, we're talking about yeah, old but, shit here, like was, old stuff. Yeah, like exactly get over old, it. Old, but dude, it's still relevant. I mean. Because Josh McDaniels brought that to the Broncos, and that's what led to him getting fired. What they, he... were, they were videotaping, and they kept it hush-hush mostly. Ooh. But they were videotaping, and uh, the league basically came to him, to Pat Bowling, and the owner. And wow, I didn't know that. Gonna have that. So, so um, baby Bill Belichick brought his, he yeah. borrowed, borrowed his dad's camera. Sneaky, and was sneaky. Like, I mean, I guess, like, all's fair in love and war, but at the same time, too, it's like, how do you, like, um, if I was in a professional boxing match, and I tied the other boxer's shoelaces, and he didn't know it, kind of like the old cartoon days. Like, And he came out, and I punched him, and he fell. Like, How could I take gratification in knowing that I cheated? Like, That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's hard to say. I still don't know about this whole deflate gate thing. Was it really a thing? I don't think it was. They were they were tattooing the Colts when they were literally tattooing them. Like They, they were winning like 40 to something. Yeah, I mean, they were... Even if the and, even and if the balls were flated, and, and, and quarterbacks have come out and said since, I think Aaron Rodgers came out and said that he also prefers his balls to be a little bit softer because in cold weather, the balls are easier to grip. That's what she said. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly what she said. My balls are really easy to grip. It's just, I just think They're not very big is why. It's pretty silly. It is stupid. It's, I think I mean, honestly what we just like, I think I think what it was it uh, silly. I think what it was is Roger Goodell was not going to be outdone. Yeah. 
And I think that you have that, to. That was it. He had to make a statement. statement and he's, he's the in charge of the discipline. Well, he's the, he's the Godfather. Can you imagine if like the head of some mafia organization got bamboozled by his fucking smallest, right. weakest guy? Right. Which in that sense would be Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's like, I'm better and bigger than you. Then you'd have players walking all over him. Yeah. Tom Brady was made out. To, he was the example. Yeah. And players now, players now see that like, wait a minute. You're going to take Tom Brady and you're going to drag him through the mud. Yeah. The guy's won all these Super Bowls. He was drafted in the sixth round. He is married to a supermodel. Um, he's worth a bazillions of dollars. He's better than any quarterback that's played in the game up to this point. And you're going to drag him through the mud? Like, like that shows players like the smaller guys, like Antonio Brown, who's recording Facebook Live in the in locker rooms. Like, you better chill the fuck out, Antonio Brown, because you you know what I mean? Like, these players, they if Roger Goodell wants to, he's going to give it to you. Look at Ray Rice not playing anymore. Like, Ray Rice, he, I mean, he got blackballed. He got fucked over, in my opinion. Granted, he did what he did, and he deserved a suspension. But, like, I don't understand why that guy's not playing football anymore. Like, I don't get yeah, it. well. I mean, he wasn't very good towards the end of his career. He started losing a little bit of it. And he shouldn't have punched his wife. I mean, that's, we're talking about old stuff here. And people are probably tuned out by now, and if you're still listening, thank you. But, I mean, Roger Goodell, like, handled that weird, suspended him for four games, and then people started crying about his suspension. Then he's like, okay, fine, he's, we're going to spend him for a year. Then after a year, the guy comes back, serves his suspension, and now he's not playing. And I understand the teams don't want to – they don't want to take a chance on someone like that. But here's the thing. Here's my – the, the guy punched. I think there was more to that story, though. I mean – He was made an example of. He was made an example of, but anytime a guy – puts his hands on his wife like that. No, no, it's, you're wrong. It, yeah, the guy should video, No, it was horrible. Was no, it was horrible. horrible. And I'm listen, like, I but here's but here's my point is why was he then why was he then suspended for all that time and and he's made amends and he's started organizations and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that he should be back in the league, but then Hardy was back in the league the next year. No, I get it. I'm but no, I mean Hardy's not in the league now. He's not even playing now, right? I think I don't think he was on a squad last year. I don't think he was playing, which he shouldn't be playing. I just think I, they really need to figure out. Bottom line, I think, obviously, is that the NFL needs to figure out how to do discipline better. I mean, it's just it's not acceptable. Listen, if you beat up, if you if you beat up if you if you if you beat up your wife, um, you don't play football anymore. Yeah. If you have if you have a serious criminal exactly, record, though, you don't play football. Bro, you are getting paid how much to play football? It's a damn game. And yeah, you put your body on the line, blah, 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 it's hard. We get it, but it, dude, if some guy came to me and said, I'm going to pay you $500,000 for playing a game, just don't hit your wife and don't do drugs, uh, I'm pretty sure that I could do that. Yo, I oh, yeah, definitely do that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it either. Like, I, I, work like, in a, I work in a retail establishment and I don't go home and beat my wife or my kids. No, absolutely not. And, and I make shit crazy, money. And I make, sh- I make shit money and I'm stressed out. And I kind of want to beat someone up, dude, but I still don't beat up anybody. No, it's, this is a civilized society. Like, you, you use that fuel for the football field. If mm. Hell, if I care, like hit somebody, but don't. Listen, beating your wife you know what these guys should be doing? Stupid. These guys should be taking their money. And I mean, the guy should be in jail, really. Can you well, that like. Yeah, I mean, I think he. Fuck football! Like he should be in jail. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know what became of that, but I mean. I, look, I'm sure he's paid his amends and everything, but I believe in second chances, sir. And listen, and here's my opinion: um, if his if his wife forgave him, we should forgive him. 
Yeah, I guess. I forgive the guy, but I just don't think he should be playing football. I don't. I don't necessarily forgive him because I never was really mad at. Like, I does that make sense? Like, I, I, I think that sometimes, other than the NFL, I think people put too much stock into what other people do. Yeah. And I think unless you're going out and they're murdering, you know, people, like well, I don't. Like, it's like the AP thing. Like he beat his kid, and yeah, I think he was. I mean, like if I live next door, his right to if, do whatever he needs to do. Well, okay, if I live next door to Adrian Peterson. And his son came to me and said, hey, my dad's spanking me so hard that I can barely walk. Then I personally would have been invested in that. And right. I would have I would have done something about it. Yes. But me living in California, hearing about it on the on on the sports channels, what he did. My only opinion about that is, dude, uh, what are you doing? Like, why don't you keep you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like all eyes are on you. You should. If I had that much money, yeah. dude, I'd be skipping rope every day, fucking eating bubblegum, hugging people on the street, you know, do whatever. I would be so fucking overjoyed. Be a saint. It would be Christmas most every day. Are. I think most of the players are in this league. They they do a lot of good. They contribute to their community. That was a motorcycle. <laughs> Look, I I lost five dollars the other day, like a week ago, and it ruined my whole fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> I I will I will repeat that. I lost five dollars. And it ruined my week. These guys throw money away with the fines and the stupid shit they're acting like it's no big deal. So um, all you football players out there, you pro football players, if anyone can hear this, and you just signed that contract that gives you $20 million guaranteed, and you're doing Facebook Live in the locker room, you're stupid. Because I lost $5 the other day, and it ruined my week. Think about that when you're letting the league take two million dollars of your money and fucking line Roger Goodell's pockets with it. Like take that money and give it to some kids where their parents lost five dollars. Yep. That's a wrap for me, dude. I gotta go home. So if anybody wants to uh sign in Casey five dollars mm. provide the address. Please dude, please. I'll take that five dollars. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. And, yeah. Uh you know, tune in next week. We'll have a lot more um to talk about, especially after the results of the Super Bowl. And then finally the start of the off season for all of us that uh have missed out on the playoffs. Yeah, but we got a lot of things coming up. We got um we got um free agency. The draft. We've got uh the combine, yeah. which is a big deal. So we could talk about a bunch of players that haven't proven themselves yet. Yeah. I can't, I love talking about players that haven't proven themselves. You know that guy from Texas A and M who's the best <laughs> defensive end in the world? He oh my god, he should go number one and then he ends up being a bust. Yeah. He's from Texas A Johnny Menzel went to Texas A and M. It's gonna be good, man. It's, yeah. it's gonna be interesting. The league has gotten strange these past few years. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's an entertainment league. It's a circus, but it is, and there's there's no quarterbacks left, so it's getting even more of a circus. You know, like I mean, look at the you don't have one of the top five. I mean, look at look at how look how big of a production the Super Bowl is. It starts. Yeah. It take they take two weeks off, and they go, "Oh, we take two weeks off." So the players, no, I think they take two weeks two weeks off so they could build up to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a circus. Dude, it's awesome. I I, I love it. The Broncos were in it last year. I drove up there and enjoyed all of it. Yeah, it, to that is quite a circus. To that one point three billion dollar stadium that's no longer adequate because teams are building two billion dollar stadiums. Yeah. Come on, get it together, San Fran. We see what you got with Shanahan. Okay, man. So we need a name. Podcast. We need a name we need for a our name podcast. For podcast. Write in, call in. We don't have a phone number, but uh, you we'll have an email us. attached to this. And uh, yeah, shoot us an email, and uh, you know. Thanks for listening. Hope you uh, tune in later next week, two weeks, yeah. whenever 
whenever we decide how awkward this thing's going to be. Yeah. Have a good evening. Awesome. Thanks, Bye. everyone.